0: Welcome to CypherSpeak, artifacts, ciphers, and podities. I am here today with my co-host Darcy, who is a young-at-heart guide who brings gaming to people of all ages.
1: And my co-host is Troy, a jovial dad who shares the joy of gaming with his kids, and adults too. And this is CypherSpeak.
0: And as foreshadowed by our cipher sentences this week, our artifact is, no thank you, evil and we are part of kids games week on the misdirected mark network uh no thank you evil is a role-playing game targeted at kids five and up uh five to infinity on the the box officially (laughs) uh the game is designed by shauna germain and kickstarted in 2015 and an expansion to the game was kickstarted in november of 2016 uh, and just recently, last month, in fact, in June, uh, No Thank You Evil won an Origins Award for the best role-playing game.
1: Yeah, that's huge. It's so yes, exciting.
0: It's it's amazing.
1: Um, And I'm actually in Canada as we're recording this. I'm in Victoria on Vancouver Island, and it's Canada Day. Um, And so it's all very exciting. But I, I was walking to get groceries, and there's this tiny little game shop down the street from my Airbnb. I don't even think it's on Google Maps. And I you know, I I may have had other errands to do, but you don't walk away from a mysterious game shop that opens up on your doorstep the <laughs> first day you're in Canada. Um, and so I walked in and they have this tiny little section of like role-playing games and it's D&D, it's a little bit of Pathfinder. And there in in all its glory is a beautiful copy of No Thank You Evil. It comes in a really nice box. Um, mm-hmm. And so they don't have any other cypher system stuff there, but they have No Thank You Evil. So um, I'm really excited to see that it's getting some love in uh, America's hat as well.
0: That, that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, we're kind of talking about gaming with kids and and we thought that maybe we would uh talk about some of our uh favorite adventures that we've seen kids have on on various uh forms of media. So, what do you got, Darcy? Uh
1: there's the classic Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Or Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves. So there's some interesting sequels there, right? Um, but it's it's super fun, goofy, weird science, and and kids having adventures and being too small for things. Uh, it's it's a classic.
0: Yes, uh, another classic uh, is absolutely the Goonies. I mean. Mm. Who, who doesn't love The Goonies? Well, there's probably some people. But, uh, I mean, The Goonies are a great kids' adventure fantasy in a modern world and uh, just mm-hmm. super cool, uh, super fun movie. Uh, and if you just want to see some of the stuff that kids can get into, I mean, I think The Goonies is kind of a great uh, movie to watch and, and see some of those types of adventures you may want to tell with your kids.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of cool because it has some stakes to it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's got some scary bits. And so, it yep. It's kind of, um, I think with these examples we'll give and games you can have yourself, you can have kind of a range of tone of how scary you can have these adventures be versus how whimsical.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Leading into that, I think is um, a more modern medium is uh, Stranger Things, right? So the core cast of characters are these kids who play d in their basement in the 80s, right? <laughs> um, but uh, they, are, they are up against some really intense bigger picture uh, scary people and things and creatures um, but they're fundamentally still kids with you know their their tools are their bikes and they're like you know flashlights they're stealing from their brothers right um so it's kind of you know compared to a horror game you would run with adults it's kind of fun to play with like what does a kid's take on this and what kind of tools would a kid have so i think that's a really good resource
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, along those same lines is uh one of the movies that uh honestly scared me a little bit as a kid, uh but is uh is E. T. Uh again they they do a lot of stuff with very limited resources at their disposal, but eventually E. T. Does phone home, so you know oh, um spoiler yeah oh dang spoiler that's terrible. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm it's it's only 25 years old mm-hmm. um no probably more than that um 30 some years <laughs> it's, it's, year it's young at heart, it's <laughs> young at heart. <laughs> um, but uh, and again a great movie kind of seeing what kids can accomplish and and again some real stakes uh there as far as as far as what happens to to et so
1: Yeah, and uh, E.T. is kind of about a kid having a mysterious companion, right? Which I think ties well into how No Thank You Evil structures its games. So I think we can probably get into our ciphers where we break down what's going on with No Thank You Evil and also trying to explain how it's been tuned to work so well for kids.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to start with a simple core mechanic, and you're going to see a lot of shadows of the cipher system in this core mechanic but simplified a little bit. So every character in No Thank You Evil has four pools. Uh, traits is what they're called. Tough, fast, smart, and awesome. And the difference is that here, these traits are kind of used to make a trait roll against a goal of one to eight um, you know, various levels of hardness, again, very similar to the cipher system, but instead of rolling a d20 and dividing by three to get what level you pass, you just roll a d6 and that you compare against your target number. So it's super simple. There's no math involved, which is why you can really start playing it with kids as young as five. They don't have to worry about division. They don't have to worry about any of that. It's just roll the d6. Did I beat The number that my guide told me, yes or no, pass or fail. Very, very simple. Something that your your players can decide to do is they can try harder or spend a level of effort, as we would say in the Cypher system. uh, And that's just spend one point from one of their pools and then they add that point to their roll. So um, if they need a five, they can say, I'm gonna try hard at this, and then they add one to that D6 roll of whatever it was to try to beat that five. So uh, again, very simple, very easy. Uh, Young kids can pick it up uh, very simply. Um, And tough, fast, and smart really function just like their cipher system counterparts of might, speed, and intellect. However, the awesome pool is a little bit different. Uh,
1: so the awesome pool is um are, are points you can use only when you're helping a friend. So it's that that resource can only be spent when you're helping each other, which is really cool. So you can uh, it really encourages thinking creatively, uh, helping each other be awesome at the table. Um, So it's this mechanical incentive to uh, work together as a team. Um, and actually, I was thinking Masks kind of has team points. And so this is a superheroes game for, for adults that's Apocalypse World based. And um, e- even that uses team points. So I think the idea of giving a mechanical incentive to help each other out is something not just for kids, but it's a it's really good game design generally. Um, but I, I love the idea that it's called, you know, awesome.
0: Who doesn't want to be awesome?
1: Yeah, so the awesome pool is um, super cool.
0: So the next part about No Thank You Evil that really makes it great for a wide range of kids is there is a variable level of character complexity. And this kind of influences how your character is built and some of the things that your character has. And so it starts off at its very basic level as I'm a noun. So again, similar to a cipher sentence but simplified just a noun so i'm a princess i'm a robot i'm a ninja those are the different things that you could be so if you're playing with a 5-year-old or a 4-year-old even they may not need a lot of nuance they might just need to know they're a robot that that's all they care about mm-hmm. um so that that's enough
1: that's all i care about
0: i can't blame you <laughs> uh but then maybe as your kids start to get a little bit older uh, or have played more, I mean, they can still be young, but once they've played a couple of games under their belt, then maybe you upgrade to, I'm an adjective noun. So I'm a clever robot, or a tough princess, or a silent ninja. So again, it just more informs what your character is. But again, it just adds a little bit of complexity and, and something that uh, the princess can say, oh, I'm tough. I will stand in front of the ninja and protect him mm-hmm. or, or, you know, whatever, whatever she wants to do with, with, her, with her toughness. Mm-hmm. The next step is to upgrade to a full-on cipher system sentence. So as I am an adjective noun who verbs. So maybe I am a tough princess who wields a lightsaber. Or I am a clever robot who has interchangeable arms. Or a silent ninja who floats like a leaf on the wind. Uh, So you kind of get to that that final level of complexity and and those characters have a few more options and things that they do. But the beauty of this is is that all three of these character types can play interchangeably at the same table. Yes. So for instance, I have a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old. So at this point, they both, I think, can probably do the level three, you know, the adjective noun who verbs. However, a couple of years ago, when my little guy was five and my daughter was eight, she was probably close to the the I'm an adjective noun who verbs, but my son really just wanted to be a ninja. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that it, and and that plays fine. They they can both play at the table, they can both uh contribute and participate and and they can feel like they're playing the game. So so that's really the beauty of of this part of the game is that it allows for very different age levels and allows for added complexity as they get comfortable with the game.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes if you have siblings or kids at a table, they'll see the more advanced version and they'll they'll really want to be able to to play like the bigger kids. Right. Um, so they can, so it's nice that you can let them have that fun over time too. Like once they get hooked and they see it, gotta have it, they can, they can get upgraded to that. So you don't have to lock them in at some similar, simpler way. So I like the, how flexible that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what I think is, uh, it makes this game just have a lot of shelf life, you know, in your house and get a lot of use out of it is that it's, also accessible for kids to be running it. It's not just for parents to play with their kids. It's meant to be something that you know a kid could play um, at some level and then as they feel ready for it, they could turn around and run it. And so there's a lot of tools packed in here and really good advice to um, to help uh, kids learn how to run games, right? Which is not trivial. <laughs> so it's really nice that they give lots of support there. Um, part of it is that you know I know, I know the Cypher system Core mechanic for Troy and me is kind of a Goldilocks zone. You know, we love the simplicity <laughs> of it. Um, the core mechanic for for this one is is similarly uh, flexible, pretty simplified though. So it's nice that um, the core mechanic is not something complicated the GM has to learn how to guide, um, and it's it's even more streamlined. Right, there aren't really like skills so much. It's really just pick a trait, pick you know a task. You know, this this mountain I've got to climb, clearly it's going to be like a, you know, probably a tough roll. So you pick the trait of tough and then you pick the goal number, which might be a three. And so you're rolling a d6 and try to get a three or higher to succeed, right? And maybe if you get some help, you can have someone spend their awesome pool to help you. So that sort of framework of how the story proceeds is is pretty simplified, which is really nice. And so the idea is that kids can probably become guides, the game master term here by like 12 to 15 years old somewhere in there kids could be really effectively running this some of the other tools that are in here to make this really accessible is that there's lots of adventure preparation help Um, there's just tons of material that you could flip to a page and kind of run a little adventure right from the page pretty quickly And these adventures are meant to be shorter than like a four hour game session, right? These are hopefully like 30 minutes. Um, So that's something that continues to make it a little more accessible. There are some points in the book where it gives you some optional rules. Uh, So, and this is kind of working with, you know, kids are, uh, may have different levels of patience or may have different levels of like what they feel is fair. And so, ways to to solve that is that there are things like an optional rule is to be able to spend effort or try harder after the role. So if kids are getting frustrated that they're not succeeding and they're spending these points as adults get frustrated, um, that's an optional rule to sort of help combat that. So clearly this game is pretty play tested in that way. But one other thing is that the namesake of this game is no thank you evil, right? So we've talked a lot about this on this podcast about dealing with kind of difficult subjects or making sure everybody's on the same page about some kind of sensitive subject and making sure, you know, everyone's feeling good about things. And one of the tools we've talked about and the Misdirected Mark podcast has talked about a lot is the X card. So, you know, you you hold up the X card and whatever is happening, you kind of just want it to change to something else. For some reason, it's not working for you or it's scary. Um, No Thank You Evil is a... It, you have a little token for this game and you kind of point to that and you say, no, thank you, evil, if stuff is getting a little too scary. And so what's nice about this in this game is that, you know, as as adults, we've maybe had more experience trying to look for this, but if it's a if it's a teenager who's running it for the first time, they may not have the experience to like know and to, to really ask how players are doing all the time. So having that mechanic, that kind of X card mechanic built right in means... It's just kind of a more likely to produce a, a safe, happy experience for everyone at the table. So I really like the "no thank you evil" thing, and I think Olivia, um, Ryan, maybe came up with it. One of the kids of the Monty Cook Games, crew? yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, Tammy and Charles' kids. So Olivia, Olivia gave it the name. So it's great,
0: and, and and it's really the thing about the "no thank you evil" button or token or whatever you want to call it. That that's really amazing is that it's essentially an X card for kids and getting kids thinking about safety and that it's okay to say that this thing bothers me at an mm-hmm. early age just can oh, do man. nothing but help the safety in games as those kids grow up.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and it gets these ideas of consent too, right? Like we're all mm-hmm. here for this sort of shared narrative experience it matters how everyone else is feeling at the table so um yeah i think that's a really good point i think it's going to i'm going to be really interested to see the kind of gamers that come out of you know who are raised on playing no thank you evil really early on right so that should be really cool
0: yeah absolutely you know and then there's there's a couple of expansions that have come out uh this was really the second kickstarter for no thank you evil that have really working to make the game even easier and and kind of a lot of tools to run adventures is what those focused on um the newest one that's coming out is going to be Uh uh-oh monsters uh which (laughs) basically is going to be kind of complete kits to run adventures everything that you need bestiary and adventure book handouts creature cards all that stuff that you need to kind of run run those monsters the other one that is already out is story please and Story Please basically is a set of 100 cards that has all kinds of art on the back and interesting ideas for your settings or for something that you want to do. For instance, I brought up my deck of uh, Story ooh, Please cards ooh, here. Oh, they're so
1: cool. And, I want one so bad I don't have them yet. Ah.
0: And, 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 I, and I drew some for Darcy. So, so, uh, so, so Darcy, you wake up in a haunted house high on a hill. Who brought you here and why?
1: Um, my, uh, bumbling dragon companion, um, because he's very afraid of the dark and I wanted to show him that there's nothing to be afraid of.
0: Uh, excellent. And then there is more than just story in the deck. So there is a knock on the door, Darcy.
1: No, thank you. Evil. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, i suppose we were in the haunted house i did kind of walk into that one although i randomly drew these so you know i nice. didn't know what was gonna happen um but but that's fine you know uh she she just uh she just didn't get to talk to captain jack spider you know um,
1: I, I take it back <laughs> <laughs> so i i mean
0: that's it, it's just a lot of um you know, interesting stories, places, and people that, that you can use um, to just kind of almost instant instant adventure your no thank you evil game. Mm-hmm. Um, something interesting to start with and then you go from there or an interesting place to start with or an interesting person to start with. All of them have their own sort of set of story hooks. And I think that that's just a great fun type thing to do um, and, and on top of that I mean the no thank you evil box itself has so many tactile yes, pieces right um, tokens and all kinds of stuff like that so uh, it's it's a great game to kind of get kids involved and to you know run for kids and if you're well if you're somebody who doesn't play a lot of games and you're maybe nervous about running for your kids or maybe you play a lot of games but you don't run a lot of games so mm-hmm. if you're not really sure if if, if you're gonna ruin it you know like oh i don't want to have my kids first experience be a bad yeah. one or, <laughs> or something like that um which uh, you know i i get that pressure right but um no thank you evil does a great job of giving you everything you need and honestly the kids then are just their imagination is going to take it
1: you know i've i've run a bunch of games for adults now but for me i'm whenever i think of an adventure i'm thinking about a complicated adventure for adults that should take four hours, right? And so scaling down to these little bite-sized chunks of adventure um, is a little hard for me, especially since I, I don't have kids, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of learning how kids think. So I can imagine these cards and these tools being really helpful for me to learn how to design and kind of facilitate stories that are really like at the level that they might want to engage with. And of course, I can always scale up, but it's it's figuring out, for shorter attention spans for those, those really young ages that um, I may have trouble with. So this is super helpful.
0: Yeah. And, and honestly, so as, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is part of the misdirected Mark productions kids week. Uh, We, as a, as a network um, in one of our group chats, somebody was talking about running games for kids and it got thrown out that, Hey, uh, misdirected Mark should do a show on that. And then I was like, hey, CypherSpeak could talk about No Thank You Evil. And it escalated from there. So I think four or five of the shows on the network will be having kids game-centric episodes this week. So if you're interested in other people's takes on just running games for kids, maybe some do's, don'ts, all of that kind of stuff, it's going to be all over the network this week. So... I I think that you can't go wrong listening to Misdirected Mark or Pandas Talking Games or the Gnomecast. They're all going to have great, great ideas on how to bring your kids into the games. And from my experience, and this is, I guess, my general advice that I'll, I'll sort of leave everyone with, is to me the most important thing to get kids interested in games is to have something that interests them. Um, we just finished playing a edge of the empire star Wars campaign. And my daughter who turned 10 during the campaign uh, played with us. The the rest of it was my normal gaming group of adults. My daughter loves star Wars. So she was into it. She never fully got like the nuances of the mechanics. I mean, she knew what Mm -hmm. dice she had to roll. She knew to compare the symbols and, and, and what they, they sort of meant, but, she could play the game, and she really liked playing the game because it was Star Wars. And, and I guess that's what I can say is the most efficient uh, vector to getting kids really interested in role-playing games is if you have uh, kids who are really into Harry Potter or really into Star Wars or really into Percy Jackson or really into Diary of a Wimpy Kid, wh- whatever those stories are that your kids are interested in. Build stories like that, and that'll get them in and then once you have that and they find out how much fun it is, then you can tell whatever stories you want.
1: yeah, good point
0: so yeah, I think that I know that you've Darcy have had you know some experience with people who run a lot of kids' games, even yes. though you yourself have not. Uh, do you have anything that you want to share from from their experience?
1: yeah, um John Harness is kind of my inspiration. He runs a like, you know, I guess nine to maybe 13 year old kids game at a local comic book shop in Chicago. And I think what, you know, what I've learned from him and what I've learned from from Jim and Jennifer Walls and their kids is that don't underestimate what kids are going to be capable of and what they, you know, what level they may want to engage with the game. Um, and I think a lot of our generation of gamers, we, you know, we didn't grow up on kids games, right? We grew up on poorly playing you know <laughs> d d books right yeah. um so I think uh kids are really capable of a lot and so don't don't underestimate what they're able to do and one one really good example of that is that Carrie walls um co-ran a game of numenera with me at gen con last year for, it was you know for a huge table of like six people um and so we ran it together and um you know and that's using numenera and it was kind of a Pretty tough adventure, and she did voices and she did all this stuff and she was like 11 or 12. Um, so I, I think just I was really impressed at the creativity and like the the great storytelling and depth of good GMing that that she was capable of. So um it really makes me want to game more with kids. Um, I think I'm always surprised at what I can learn from them too, right? Because they're, you know, I'm stuck in my ways, but <laughs> you know these kids are coming at it with from all cool different angles so i think it's it's worth playing games with kids
0: yeah it's it's really interesting to me that th- there's probably some out there but that the kids that are kind of growing up now and maybe even our our older teenagers to some degree but that's really the first generation of kids who maybe have had gaming passed down to them from their families
1: that's a good point yeah
0: you know because like you said in the the 80s and and early 90s most of us were you know just figuring out how to play this game for the first time and and even i mean to some degree you know i mean i i know that there are there definitely are people who i'm sure that you know their parents started playing in the in the seventies and you know, they're, they're in their thirties now. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm sure that there are, there are some out there, but as gaming becomes more mainstream and a larger hobby that, you know, you just have a more presence of, you know, like the walls, kids, my kids that, oh yeah, I've been, you know, role-playing in some way, shape or form at a table since I was, you know, eight years old or or whatever. So
1: yeah, that's a good point.
0: So excellent. With that, um, I think that's probably all we have to say on uh, on kids' games. Uh, so we're going to move on to our podities. My podity this week, I'm pretty sure we've probably mentioned him before on our show, but uh, it is very uh, applicable this week. And it is the I Live for Crits blog, which is run by the aforementioned James Walls. And yeah, he does a lot of gaming with his kids and with his family and with his parents. Uh, So a lot of intergenerational gaming, a lot of other good cipher systems, Savage Worlds, Dungeon Crawl Classics information on there as well. But if if you are specifically looking for some like kids game stuff, uh, he, he talks about how he runs games for his kids. He talks about Carrie running games, Evie running, no, thank you evil. Uh, so yeah, his, his is like the model gaming family. So (laughs) if if you want to kind of check that out and see some of the things that he has done to, to really kind of get gaming into his family and into his life. Uh, I, I definitely highly recommend uh all of the various posts on his blog.
1: Yeah, and he also has a YouTube channel that's worth checking out. So I think he's gone yes. multimedia with that.
0: Yes. Yep. That's yeah. very true as well.
1: Um, So I came in with one potty and then I realized I had three. So bear with me. My RPGs with Kids guru, John Harness, was not too long ago interviewed on the Excellent Modifier podcast with Megan Dornbrock. Um, So we'll include a link to that in the show notes, but it's an interview uh, podcast episode talking about um, all of his different uh, kinds of experiences with kids and games and advice he has. So I think that's really worth listening to. Uh, My second thing is that Big Bad Con has a teens track, so it's got explicitly games run by teens, games run for teens, and so um, that's a con in California that um, was recently kickstarted and... uh, it's worth, you know, if you have kids and you're trying to find a con where there's really some programming for them and kind of in supportive of, you know, not quite adults yet, that's, uh, that's what I would recommend. Um, and I'm trying to think if I could think of the third one now.
0: Here, I'll, uh, I'll give you your third one. It's probably okay. not what your third one was. But uh, along those same lines, that made me remember uh, Gamehole Con here in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, this year, for the first time, we'll have a kids track. Oh my gosh. Uh, so it is games run for kids, uh, eight to 12, I believe is the target. Seven to 12 is the target age groups. Uh, so right in the no thank you evil range. Um, it's not only, um, role-playing games, board games as well, whatever the, the dungeon masters want to run. Um, there's actually a really good episode of gaming and BS that talks all about everything in their kids track um, but two things that, uh, I was impressed by one is that, uh, it's for that age group, that's a cool target age group. And the second one is, is that to GM for, uh, that group, you need to, uh, pass, a, a cursory, at least background check, right? So they wow. are, they, they're really taking safety, uh, you know, as an important thing that they're, you know, watching out for. So, if you're more interested in that, you can check out Game Con or check out that Gaming and BS episode for a lot more details. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're talking about gaming with kids and that is going to be a great thing that I'm hoping to get my kids down to to play a game, maybe have no thank you evil or something else run by somebody else with some other kids. So I think that that would be really fun.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah, I'm really glad there's there's a con sort of catering to that that age range too, because I think you really don't see much of that. Um and then I remembered my third podity. It's gonna be quick. Uh, I ran, or I, um, I moderated a panel on RPGs with kids last year at Gen Con, and it was um, filmed, or the audio filmed, and/or the audio was recorded. So I'll find the best recordings of that. Uh, Shauna Germain and um, Lynn Hardy of Cogs, Kicks, and Swordsticks um, was there, and John Harness and Jim Walls and Carrie Walls. So it's a it's a dream team of people talking about RPGs with kids. So, I, hopefully, I can get you a recording in the show notes.
0: Excellent. So now, with all of that bevy <laughs> of poddities out of the way, <laughs> uh, we kind of, you know, filled the ship this week. But, uh, <laughs> but kids are important. We should give you all kinds of information about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. As always, if you want to reach out to us, uh, hit us up on at Pod on Twitter. Tell us how you're playing games with your kids or, you know, we'll steal from uh, Pandas Talking Games. And if you're playing a game with your kids, you should uh, table selfie it, table selfie and tag, you know, like everybody. Uh, yes. <laughs> because it's awesome when you play games with your kids. Um, and you know, you can also cipher someone, uh, heck even this week we will say, uh, pass us along some information about your kids and we will try to give them a no thank you evil sentence of their very own. If you, uh, Ooh. hashtag cipher someone us.
1: As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for the show. Um, you can email us at cipherspeakpod at gmail.com. You can leave uh, comments on the episode at cipherspeak.com, which redirects to our lovely Misdirected Mark uh, podcast network, which we are where you will find more of these cool um, kids-oriented podcast episodes for this week. Um, and if you like the show, please consider giving us a rating on iTunes, and if you have time, leave a review. These help us learn what you guys like and help the show grow, which we really appreciate.
0: Absolutely. Thank you all very much. For those of you that have left ratings and reviews, we really appreciate it.
1: You're so sweet. You're awesome. I'm going to give you my awesome points.
0: That's right. Awesome points all around.
1: <laughs> you get an awesome point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Darcy, uh, how are you going to find some kids to run games for? Cypherspeak is a member of the Misdirected Mark podcast network, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Is your brother still awake?
1: He's still at the campfire, watching the fireworks.
0: Are you going to sleep now?
1: Yeah. Bye I mean, bye. <laughs>